What's up, everyone? I am Michelle Brundage, and welcome to Five After Three. What's up, everyone? This is Michelle Brundage, your official host of Five After Three, the podcast. If this is your first time joining us, welcome, welcome, welcome. This podcast was designed specifically for small business owners, meant to motivate, encourage, and inspire you to your next best level of success. Now, typically, our podcasts are short, sweet, and to the point, but like today, when we have a special guest that takes their time out to come and join us on the platform, we sometimes want to take up a little bit more time. So today is a little bit different. We are welcoming Rashida Thomas. Hello, Rashida. How are you? Hello, Michelle. Thank you. I'm so excited to be with you and your listeners today. I am. You just do not know. I have been waiting on this ever since we did our prep call. So I am <laughs> so, 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 so excited. Um, for those of you who come back every single week, thank you, thank you, thank you. Your support is definitely um, appreciated. And I'm just glad that you keep coming back. That means that we're doing something right. So every week, we basically talk about five points of one topic. And today I invited Rashida so that we can talk about owning our power, right? It's a topic that, you know, we see kind of, you know, on social media, we see it all the time in television, you know, about owning our power and wanting to be you know, this particular, at a particular status, whether it's financially, whether it's in corporate America, but there are some people who don't know how to own own their power. And that is what we're talking about today. Um, Rashida, before we even get started, can you introduce yourself, where you're at, what you do, all of that good stuff? Sure. <laughs> So um, like Michelle said, my name is Rashida Thomas. I am the co-founder and principal of RC Communications, which is a strategic communications firm in Washington, D.C. I tell people that I'm the woman you hire if you are either in a crisis or if you are ready to uh, really nail down your messaging and brand yourself as an expert in your field. Um, so again, I'm, I'm based in Washington, D.C. Michelle, I know that you're down in Atlanta, but mm-hmm. I am a Southern belle through and through. I'm originally from Columbia, South Carolina. Ah, I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Proud native of South Carolinian. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I guess we'll start off by one simple question, and it's a question that I know that I've been asked before, which is why it was so easy for it to be number one on the list, right? How do you define power? You know, I think that a lot of people very wrongly think that titles equate to power. Oh, are you really starting off dropping gems? I I mean, we're three minutes in. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, 
I mean, but it's, you know, Michelle, it's true. They do. They think that titles define you and define your power. And they absolutely don't. I really think that impact defines your power. Um, it's what you do with that position. It's what it's really what you're doing with your life. What what impact are you making on business on on policy? I mean, you know, I'm putting my yeah, long yeah. UC hat on, but on your on but but you know, closer to home, your family, your kids. What impact are mm. you making on your church, your community? What kind of value are creating? What relationships are you building, or, or are you just solely focused mm. on yourself? Because that's not powerful. That's not that's not defining your power. So, but um, you know, I worked. Um, you know, I've I've been an entrepreneur for it'll be seven awesome. years in April. But you know, I worked in corporate America. Thank you for a really long time, and I saw people who thought that they were leaders just because they had a director title or vice president title, and they thought that they were powerful. Yes, and they weren't. It was just yes a title. And so I want women to know that just because you don't have that title does not ever mean that you don't have power. I think that everyone at some point in their life has, they have to realize that power is within you. Right. And we talked about that um, on our prep call. Right. But how, how, how do we identify it though? For those who, who have not mastered it, haven't even tapped into it yet. How do we identify it? Well, I think that it it really is what you're doing with your life. Like I said, I think it's it's how you live your life every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, the person who has a director position at a job may not necessarily be powerful, but the woman who runs the Sunday school at your church might be one of the most powerful women that you see that week because she is pouring in to young minds every week. And, you know, when those young people grow up, they might say her name Mm -hmm. when someone asks, who's the pivotal person in your life? Yeah. Who was the person? the most impact on your life see it always comes back to impact yes and what you're pouring into people mm-hmm. and i want i want all women to feel that because they have power in their lives in all sorts of ways that aren't just attached to money or titles and it's funny how when um when you said that impact equals power right it's the impact that you have in your community the impact that you have in your neighborhood and i also think that all of that gives you a sense of wholeness if that makes sense because it kind of feels that whole of mm, um of helping someone else it feels that whole of being grateful for what you have some people don't even realize how good they have it until they go and volunteer somewhere and they see that it's someone who was in the same position as you were, but they're now, you know, in a struggling spot. Right. Um, But just being able to help them when you walk away, Mm -hmm. even if it's just a conversation, even if it's just a bottle of water, you know, that's, that's impact. Right. And I don't think that people realize that power extends past a job, (laughs) a job title. Right. Um, So for you to start this podcast off saying that, Oh, I almost fell out because it's so (laughs) true. It's so true. And truthfully, like even when you go into your community, it's, it's impact, but 
Like you can change the world. Like I don't want this particular person to be homeless or I don't want this particular person to go hungry. You feel powerful in that sense. But I think that when you get involved with corporate America, you know how we, you mentioned that as well. I think that it starts to become negative at that point because you're looked at this person, you're, you're looked at as this person who's the director or who's the VP. They aren't really doing anything within your work community to make mm-hmm. sure that people are feeling acknowledged, appreciated. They just kind of expect you to just kind of come in and do your job and then leave. And then that's when right. it just becomes a job. We all know those come people. in and just leave. <laughs> do your eight hours and just leave. So Mm -hmm. do you feel as if power and self-esteem go hand in hand? Um, I think that knowing and using your own power, you, it can't help but improve your self-esteem and it can't help, but help combat that imposter syndrome that a lot of people are feeling. Um, especially it seems like, isn't that like the buzzword now these days? Imposter syndrome. So true. Yes, but but I do think that it really can't help but improve one's self-esteem to feel your own power. Because, you know, if you're in a job and you are not feeling powerful in that job because of whatever circumstances, your manager or coworkers or because you didn't get the raise that you wanted or you didn't get the promotion that you wanted, but on the weekends you are in your community helping change people's lives, you're going to feel powerful, at least in one part of your, yeah. of your life. And I, I just think that that's, that's yeah. very important. That's very true. I think that it's a feeling as well that most women do not relate to if they have low self-esteem. I think, yeah, because, you know, I, I remember being in a very low place some years back. I think that's Whereas cool. I didn't feel as if, I didn't feel complete, right? Uh, or whole, like, like I mentioned earlier. And I didn't feel as if I was appreciated in a job that wasn't going anywhere, right? And it's hard to tap into that power within if you don't feel as if you have that power, mm-hmm. right? So like, where do we get it from? Like, the, like it doesn't grow on trees, you know? It, it doesn't. And you know, for a lot of people, it is an eight. And, and for some people, others, you, yeah. you have to work on it. And there might be little things that make you f- feel powerful. You know, when I started um, growing up, I wasn't, I was the far, I was a nerd. I was far from an athlete. Uh, right, me so too. So it wasn't <laughs> until when I was really a young adult that I learned about working out, actually like going mm. to the gym. When I first started, I would get on the treadmill or I'd get on the elliptical and do my little cardio with my with my music and it was fine. But when I started lifting weights, when I learned about lifting wow. weights and getting into it and lifting more and more and, and heavier and heavier, that made me feel like wow. I mean, you could not mm-hmm. tell me that I was not mm-hmm. powerful. Mm-hmm. Like I if I and was in know, the gym so- and saw you lifting weights. I would be like, oh, look at her. <laughs> she is amazing. I mean, I will never I'm walking out I was the door. In, <laughs> I was in my, um, and this was pre-COVID because girl. Uh, right. 
I was in the gym and I, you know, a, a guy and I walked over to the free weight rack at the same time. Uh-huh. And I picked up heavier weights than he did. Right. And he's looking at you like, yo. Right. He was like, seriously, I was like, that's right. <laughs> but you can tell me that I, you can tell me nothing. You cannot tell me that I was not powerful. Yes. Yes. So you find those moments for everyone. It's different. You have to find. Those I moments. love it. I love it. And I think that just with you saying that, like walking in that door initially of the gym, I can imagine you like, oh, my God, I'm about to just try to lift these little weights. Yeah. You know, no, it's, it's like intimidating. It's but the more and more that you kept at it. It just kind of built up that confidence. And mm-hmm. to the point where you probably were walking through the door like with a with a routine in mind. Okay, I'm gonna hit this one over here. I'm gonna hit this one over here. You know, I think you're right. It's just when you intentionally focus on being more confident about yourself and about whatever it is that you're doing, especially with exercise, because you know when you exercise, it kind of releases those. Um, I call them those 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 happy happy cells. Those oh, endorphins, yeah, the endorphins. You know what I mean? <laughs> the happy juice. You happy know, you juice, just definitely. yeah, you feel better, right? Yeah. Um, I think that because, you know, intentional, that's my word for this year, right? Everything I'm doing, I'm doing with some sort of intention behind it. I it. And I kind of think that that self-esteem, working on your self-esteem is the same thing that you have to do. You have to be intentional about it because the world will take it away from you oh, real quick. So you know, it's so true. No. And corporate America, I mean, my God, I saw so many examples of of people taking away women's power Oof. just in subtle ways and overt ways. Yeah, you, ha- you, it's, yep. it's awful. You have to find ways I to can only that. imagine because, uh, you know, a lot of our listeners are small business, um, are small business owners, but they're still working a nine to five. We're still in corporate America. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of the reason is because they have not gotten to a point financially, of course, where they can move to just being full-time entrepreneur, you know, with just doing that. And some are just comfortable with their corporate paycheck. Let's just keep it all the way real. Mm-hmm. But I do believe of that course. you lose power. Well, I do believe that some people think that you lose power, like especially in corporate America, when you ask for help, right? I, I see it all the time. It's like, no, I'll just figure it out. Okay, so you would rather try to figure this particular system out, which is going to take you eight hours, instead of just allowing me to use 30 minutes to show you some shortcuts and, you know, and things of that nature. I feel like that when that people feel like that, especially women, and I know that that's sad to say, but that is an Mm -hmm. issue that we have when it comes to women and women interacting, especially in the workplace, because we're all trying to climb the same ladder and the ladder is only but so big. And, you know, not everybody goes to the top. Um, And it becomes a competition as opposed to, you know, a connection, you know, let's connect together and you learn what I've learned and I learn what you learn, you know? And I think that people feel, I think that they feel like they lose power when, when they ask for help. What, what's your thoughts on that? Um, I think that, yes, there are definitely some, some times where you need to ask for help, but I also know because I've experienced, experienced it myself that some women mm-hmm. are in a job where, they're expected to take on a whole lot more than their bandwidth really can carry. Um, and yeah. in those times, my advice to people who are still working a nine to five is to 
document, document, document. And I mean document. I mean, have one-on-ones where you say, okay, well, I need you to help me prioritize this with the realization that whatever's on the bottom of the list, may we may have to come up with a different timeline for it. And then follow that up with an email. Because if you just... If you're if you're drowning, if you have a great boss who is reasonable, they will see that, they will hear you, yeah. you will be seen and heard, and they will say, Okay, well let's let's move some things off your plate or let's change some deadlines. Everyone doesn't have that. There were times in my career oh, that, so that I didn't have a caring supervisor like that. And so I had to figure out a way to protect myself without going crazy under a mountain of work and working until every night late into the night. Um, Right. You know what I mean? So I I always tell people, you know, if you have someone who is unreasonable, document, 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 make them say, no, you have to do all this or, okay, it is okay for you to move these two things off your plate or move it to the next month or whatever. Yes. And keep all emails. All emails. (laughs) All Some of the best that I heard after I left corporate America <laughs> is, uh-huh. and I tell people this is, I mean, when I, when I heard document, document, yes, emails, absolutely. But the best I heard is when um, there was a woman who was dealing with, I can't even remember. It was probably a horrible boss because isn't that always usually it? Right. It's um, always the case. Right. <laughs> and she had a notebook. And it was pretty much a diary. She wrote times, dates, and what everyone was wearing. Wow. And so she said, you know, today Sally was wearing a red dress and black pumps. And she said, X, you know, quote to me uh-huh. at X time in X place in the building. Wow. And by the time that little notebook. <laughs> right. Was filled, and she took it to HR. You know, they, they, if you drop that kind of paper. Oh, they're, they're forced to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And they're, and they're forced to look at it and they're forced to investigate it because HR can't just sit by and just watch and watch it happen. We hope not at least. Yes. Talk about we powerful. I was like, that is powerful. <laughs> Woo. It, it, very powerful to take the time. I can't imagine. Yeah. Like, oh, let me grab my little notebook. But unfortunately, that's what you have to do in some environments. You know, that is exactly what you have to do. Absolutely. So let me ask you, power for you, is it a noun or a verb? And I think I know the answer to this based on your answer earlier. Um, It's a noun. You know, it's something that you have. It's, um, I mean, obviously you can power your phone and you can power through a workout. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But no, power is definitely something that you have, you wield. Yeah. No, it's definitely, definitely a noun. I had someone tell me in a workshop, oh gosh, we're in 2021. So this may be a couple of years ago that they look at power as an action because they give life to a certain situation or Mm. for her, it was a team oriented environment at her job and everybody just kind of didn't want to do it. So she took that quote unquote leadership role and she gave power to that team. Um, And they were, I guess, you know, they of course got the big project or bid or whatever it was that they were doing. But I could kind of get that because, but for me, I see power as a now too, but it wasn't until she kind of shared her story. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can, uh, yeah, I can see how power can 
me action too, you know? So it's a question I always like to ask, especially when we're having, you know, dialogue about how do we tap mm-hmm. into it? What is power? You know, that kind of thing, because believe it or not, this is a question that comes up or a topic that comes up in a lot of circles um, with masterminds and things of that nature. And I think small business owners who have made the pivot to, you know, to full-time entrepreneurship, they still have a corporate mindset though, you know? So it's like the way that they treat their employees. Cause now mm-hmm. you finally have an employee, you know what I'm saying? As opposed to you having to report to someone else, they all report to you, but then you treat them poorly. And I think that in some instances you can't have a corporate mindset in an entrepreneurial role, but I do think that you can use some of the things that you learned in a corporate environment and use it for your small business. You know, to me, that's that's powerful. Like, you know, like helping bring other people up, helping other people make money. You know what I mean? So I kind of, I mean, I kind of get it. I get it. Yeah, I think people think that just because you're a business owner, you have to be hard and you have to be exacting. Yeah. And you you don't have yeah, to. Yeah, like it's not that, no, <laughs> like we we're going to make sure you're good. I mean, it's all on yeah, you. You hire me. You can me. still be powerful. You can still be, you can still be powerful and go about your and life with kindness, and grace you know? And, and, <laughs> and kindness. Exactly. Definitely. Well, exactly. I know that um I don't want to take up too much of your time. And but I can't let you go without you ending the podcast and giving us your five tips on how you can on how we as women, as business owners, on how we can own our our power. So one of the um, okay, so number one, (laughs) okay, because, you know, we'll end up talking for hours, you know, I know, know, of course, (laughs) it's such a great topic. I I want women to self promote more. Oh. And, you know, people think that um, some people have a very uh, negative view of Mm self-promotion. And, you know, I was brought up in the South where, you know, you work hard and people will recognize your work ethic and you will be rewarded in kind. And that is BS. Yes. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Right? (laughs) I saw people get promoted solely on the fact that they were good at self-promotion and it's not you know it's a leadership skill it really is learning how to do it with with grace is really a leadership skill so i want i want women to learn how to self-promote yeah and be okay with it yes absolutely embrace Mm -hmm. it and that's whether you're a business owner honestly it's even more if you're a business owner because you know if people don't know what you do if you're not promoting your service or your product then your business is going to fail yes yes oh yes (laughs) wow (laughs) that is so true so true and i'm i'm over here like with my hands up like yes (laughs) because i had to learn that lesson you know like uh, Girl, if you don't let the people know what you're doing out here, like how else are they going to know? Especially now that Especially we're kind of trapped inside of a pandemic, you mm-hmm. have to promote yourself. You have to. You have to. Yeah. You have. To, you have to do it. Yeah. Um, and like you I said, be it. okay with it. Embrace it. The other thing that women need to do is learn how to say no. Mm. And this is something that I have embraced fully. <laughs> yes. Yes. And and moving on. And what's next? I mean, like truly, fully, 
I mean, no is yeah. a, is a full yeah. sentence. No. Take on just because we are afraid, oh, well, you know, someone needs to do it or I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. No, you have priorities and you have goals for your life. And if what this person is asking for you is outside of yes. that, then, then it's a no. You have to focus on your focus. Um, the other thing is... God, this happened to me so much, is letting people take credit for your ideas. I got better at it as time went on. And I Mm -hmm. would stick up for other women in the room, in the conference room, when it would happen to them. But... Um, the uh, I'm even saying, you know what, Bob? The, you you completely reworded what I said, but it's but it still rings true. I think we absolutely should go with my idea. I'm glad you agree. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, seriously. I mean, because people, and it's not just men. People are can be bold. Yeah. I mean, just bold. Yep. Yep. So, you know, you can't let people run over you like that. I mean, it's 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 just another way um, that women give their power away is by not not taking letting is letting people other take others take credit for their ideas and their work. It's unfair. I hate to see it. Very true. Another thing is um, stop using minimizing language. Oh, this is another subtle way that women give away their power. You know, saying things like I think or I just I'm just checking to see or I just want you to know or I just wanted to say or I think this might work. Like, no, you need to say I'm confident that I believe that I fully expect that. And when you change your language like that, it it's going to change the way you feel. And it is also going to change the way that people react to you and what you're saying. Well, I think that maybe we should do this. You tend to look timid. Absolutely. Right. And and that all of a sudden becomes your personality when truthfully outside of the job, that's not your personality. And when, when you're amongst your girlfriends, you tell your girlfriends exactly what it is exactly, you know, or in other more casual circles or conversations so it should be the same you should be able to professionally explain yourself i love that that is true so true yes absolutely and you know and along that vein i guess kind of like the the last thing is is stop apologizing women apologize way 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 too much I mean, way, like, what are you apologizing for? It's like, we're, you know, we're afraid to take up space sometimes. Like it is okay. You are absolutely within your right and your power to be at the, to be at the table, to have a seat at the table and to say what you want to say. But it goes along with being timid. I've heard so many people like saying, oh, I'm sorry, or excuse me. Is it okay if I say this? Just say it. You're here. You're here for a reason to speak. Absolutely right. (laughs) I believe that was, I believe that was five. I believe that was five. (laughs) Stop apologizing would be the fifth one. I, and I feel like we could probably go on for like another 30 minutes with, and can we stop doing this? You know what I mean? But I think we can both agree to just let's normalize owning our power. Can we just normalize that? Because if we can do that by using these five tips, which I absolutely love, and they are completely outside of the box. I was not expecting them, so they blew me away. But they're so true because I can actually relate to them. You know what I mean? (laughs) And that's what I love about this podcast is that you can literally speak what exactly what it is. You know what I mean? There's no sugarcoating here. We're not covering up. No, 
this is what actually happens. So don't be afraid to self-promote. Learn how to say no. Own your credit. Don't let people walk over you. Um, stop using minimizing language and stop apologizing for no reason. Like, you know, I can't say thank you enough for just coming and dropping Jam's three minutes into the podcast. I appreciate yeah. you. for. <laughs> I definitely appreciate you. I mean, this has been great. And again, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I am so glad and so I'm appreciative of you just for taking the time out of your schedule because you could be eating dinner right now. I get it. Um, just to take time out of your schedule to to help me because um, I like to have different perspectives, you know, on the podcast because it's not just my point of view, right? But I'm the only one with the mm -hmm. recording device, right? <laughs> so to, <laughs> to bring in, um, you know, different professionals and other small business owners and other perspectives more than anything, right? Is I love to do. You are so welcome. This is this is my pleasure. And you know, one of the things I first told you is how what a, a huge advocate of women in positions of power I am. I try to um, yes. I try to advocate for women in positions of power, both professionally and personally. This was right up my alley. I love it. How can our listeners? follow you or contact you, you know, social media handles, whatever you want to give um, someone um, listening to reach out mm -hmm. to you. So I'm at Rashida underscore T. It's R-A-S-H-E-E-D-A-H underscore T at um, on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn. Just my name, Rashida Thomas. Awesome. And I will, I'm sure you sent that information to me as well. And I will definitely leave it in the uh, description box as well. Perfect. Again, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you. And guess what, guys? We'll see you next week at 5 After 3.